the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Well, Tyson, I see you got your Filevine shirt on, so that's always good to promote one of our longtime supporters. I'm excited about our show today. We just got off the Monday morning call on Tuesday. This is the day after Labor Day, so we had to juggle some things around a bit. But our guest today, as you know, is Jonathan Barber. He's a franchise lawyer, and he's the go-to guy when it comes to franchising. I'm excited about having him on the show. Jonathan, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been a long, long time uh, goal of mine to powwow with you guys on the podcast since uh, I think I, I started listening probably early 2017. And um, I, I looked back and saw I joined the Facebook group in August 2017. And I distinctly remember I listened to all the podcasts that you guys had over like a two week period in like February or March of 2017. And uh, I think it was like 50 at the time. And he kept saying, join the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. And I think they were like 100, 150 members or something, maybe at that time. And I kept thinking, no, I'm not going to join the Facebook group. I'm just going to get a sales funnel. And, you know, they're going to start hitting me up for coaching and this, that, the other. And then I joined it and was like, oh man, I've really been missing out. Cool. That's, That's hilarious. But it just shows how demented you are that you listen to all the episodes over that short span. <laughs> That's really funny that people think that, or that you thought that there was like a sales funnel attached to it. There is zero sales funnel attached to it. Not at all. Yeah. It's just a good, good group of people uh, getting together. So before we get too, too far ahead, talk about your journey. How did you get to where you are now? You're in a partnership now. You've got a really cool business plan. I think it's really neat. We, Jim and I learned more about it a couple of weeks ago when we had a call with you. So talk, tell people about how you got to where you are now. Yeah. So I graduated from Liberty University School of Law in 2015, and uh, it's a relatively new law school. I think I was in the maybe the 11th or 12th graduating class. Huge university, but pretty new law school. And when I graduated, I passed the bar right away and I had been hunting for a job in North Carolina. My wife has had a pretty extensive corporate career. And so she got a job down here like instantly. 
And uh, actually during like my, my third year of law school, so I was driving down here all the time while finishing up. But then uh, we moved down here and I applied everywhere. I networked like a fiend with recruiters, other attorneys, but I think there were only like three attorneys in Charlotte that went to my law school and they were, I don't think they were doing very well. So yeah, I, there was, there's really no one that I could hit up for a job at the time. Um, and, uh, but I applied everywhere from in-house positions to big law firms, small law firms. And um, I, I really hit the ground running. Ended up teaching business law at a community college uh, right up the road just to start making some income while I was trying to find a job as an attorney. And my fallback was going to be, I just going to open my own law firm, which back then would have been a really, really bad idea. I, I, I didn't know, you know, half the stuff I know, I, I know I knew nothing of what I knew today about running a law firm, but um, I eventually ended up on Craigslist and I found an ad for an independent contractor, attorney, an associate, I guess. And uh, it was with this firm, uh, Shelton and Power. And um, they ended up hiring me, trained with them and everything that the Jason Power, who's my now law partner, he was the power in Shelton and Power. And um, I, I still joke that the last time I wore a three-piece suit is when I sat down across from him in his jeans and his t-shirt and interviewed to work at his law firm. And uh, he had exclusively practiced franchise law for eight years or so at the time. And I dove right in, learned everything about it. We became great friends. And I eventually learned that for a while he had been planning on parting ways with his uh, law partner of several years at the time. Um, it, was, it was just an unhealthy relationship. And uh, we went out to lunch one day and he told me that he was, he was done. He was getting out and asked if I wanted to go in 50, 50 with him on a new firm. And, you know, I had been licensed to practice law for six months and that sounded really cool. So I gave him a tentative yes and uh, told him I had to run it by my wife, who she was definitely my sugar mama at the time with her big corporate job. And um, I, she took a lot of convincing, um, but she gave me the go ahead. And I, I think I remember like her putting a time limitation on it. Like you have to, you have to start making money by X or something like that. But anyways, we left that old firm, started the new one on uh, May 5th. 2016 Cinco de Mayo. And, uh, so every year we celebrate that with margaritas and tacos with the whole team, but, um, and maybe shots of tequila, but, uh, we, um, we launched Barber Power Law Group on May 5th, 2016. And my first kid was born emergency C-section June 4th, 2016. So that was a summer of not really getting anything going. A lot of wheels spinning. Uh, I was off to a really slow start. But then fast forward, we, we kind of niched down to just doing franchise law. We, we cut off doing uh, all business work. I was doing a lot of referral service litigation and stuff like that to, to make money to meet my wife's de demands and timelines. Um, but then uh, we ended up uh, rebranding to franchise.law in uh, 2018 or 2019 and, and just doing franchise law. And so we flipped that switch on. And a lot of that was due to, uh, due to a lot of books that I read about, you know, it's better to focus on one thing. And really a lot of the stuff that you guys talked about, I remember back then 
you would have Jim arguing that you can only do one thing and you would have Tyson say, no, you could do, you could do personal injury and criminal defense. You could, you could totally do that. So, yeah. And then you know, look, look at yourself now. So, <laughs> so that's Jim convinced me. he finally convinced <laughs> me. Yeah. No, the market convinced you. I didn't convince sure. you and that's your life. Your lifestyle got better when you picked one and you picked the one that was better for your lifestyle. No doubt. No doubt. That's a lot to unpack there, Jonathan. I mean, the first thing based on what you said that I was, that caught my attention was the idea of the sugar mama or the sugar daddy on the side when you go out on your own that, and, and the cajoling and begging that must, must be laid at the feet of said sugar mama or sugar daddy. I remember that for sure with my wife when, she was at the law school. We knew that we had our mortgage paid and I knew that we had our health insurance. And that's what gave me the freedom to, to even contemplate going out on my own with kids. So that's, that, that can't be underestimated. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, very, very fortunately, um, my wife is a stallion when it comes to corporate audit and uh, she worked her way up and, and was doing very, very well for herself and, and for our family. And she, she really started that career while, we were in, while I was in law school. And we got married in the middle of law school. And uh, she really, really supported me through, uh, through law school and graduation and taking the bar and, and everything. I didn't work at all uh, while studying for the bar, just, just did that full time. And um, so, yeah, we had that safety net. Uh, she even even supported me while I was doing that first job as an independent contractor attorney, just eat what you kill. Uh, and I think I look back and I did not make very much money at all because I did not know how to kill things. <laughs> so, you know, I, I learned business development really trial by fire. Um, but we, we always had that and, you know, that was covered. We had insurance, you know, she, she was actually in the hospital for a month or so before that C-section. And so that was, you know, real difficult time, but we always had her income to take care of us. And, uh, I, without that, I mean, I, I see some of these, some of these guys coming out of law school and just jumping right in and starting their own firm and they don't have that safety net. And I, I mean, I, I get real concerned because I, I don't know, you know, what are they going to do if they have a bad month, right? There's just nothing, uh, nothing, no backup. So Jonathan, I'm curious how it went with, whenever you partnered with who you partnered with, because you normally see uh, lawyers that partner with like former classmates or like right out of law school. But I mean, you partnered with someone that has significantly more experience than you do. So what was that relationship like? And, and what was the experience like once you all launched? Yeah. So um, I was supposed to start a firm with four other guys that I was graduating law school with. And I was the only one to pass the bar. So that dream kind of went up in flames, <laughs> uh, but we, it, it, it probably better. Cause we had this whole idea of like, yeah, well, you're really good at real estate and you're really good at wills and you're getting, so we were, we were just formed this general practice and it probably would probably would have done well. Jason, uh, if you guys ever get to meet Jason, he, um, he listens to the podcast as well. He, he and I are kind of the same person, which I guess is probably a good and a bad thing to some extent, but our, our personalities are, incredibly alike at the time that we were starting a firm. He just really wanted more transparency in a partnership. And, and I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm an open book, but you know, I was having my first kid, his first kid was a year old. Fast forward. My kids are now four or two and 
four months and his, his kids are, I, I think five and three. So just, we are, we have young kids and we're just in that same season of life. We have the same goals for what we want the firm to, to really do for us personally and our families. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he, I, I joke because, um, I still get like young lawyer discounts and he doesn't, <laughs> but, uh, but other than that, I mean, we, you know, we've had a really, really great partnership. So talk to us about your setup. What do you have for team wise? What do you have technology wise, Jonathan? Yeah. So it is Jason and I, and then we have my wife left bank of America as our chief executive officer. And, um, she, she brings all that analytical, uh, background to the firm and she, she does a lot of our processes and, um, she tells us when certain clients are not profitable and we need to fire them and things like that. <laughs> she handles all the invoicing, the billing and, and a lot of the back end stuff and just does that really well. Then we, we have a director of marketing who handles uh, a lot of our intake and kind of all our marketing campaigns. And we have a paralegal who um, uh, has been with us for, I think, two and a half, almost three years now. While we've had other paralegals come and go, he's, he's really become like a specialist in franchise law and uh, he's fantastic. And that's our current team right now. Right, I so could go into our tech stack, but we've got a wild tech stack, but, uh, but that's, well, that's kind of evolved over the years. We're, we're going to have to get into that in a second, but I want to, cause I do want to hear what that is, but you, I want to talk about how you get your clients. Cause you've got sort of a diverse mix of clients. You've got them on both sides, but like, first, before you get to that, how the hell did you get franchise.law? Which, I mean, did you just luck into it? I mean, like, like what, like talk about that yeah. and then talk about your marketing. Yeah. So, you know, we, we probably own like 50 URLs that we just acquired over the years, everything from like Charlotte franchise lawyer, North Carolina franchise attorneys and, and everything you could think of. And, um, it's like January, 2018 or 2019. I, I, you know, the dot law thing was taking off and, and I had a friend, Chris Clark, who bought Clark dot law and rebranded his whole firm as Clark.law. And, uh, and he does like small business and, and IP work. And, um, I thought it was a really cool looking brand. And, um, there are other attorneys out there in our space that brand themselves as like the franchise lawyer or whatever, stuff like that. Franchiselaw.com is taken. We, uh, so, so I just checked and, uh, and reached out to like the dot law people of the universe and was like, Hey, you know, what would it cost me to get franchise dot law? And then, you know, I went through their whole sales pitch and everything and negotiated and, I think I bought it for like two grand or something like that. And, uh, but we, we committed that we were going to rebrand the law firm as franchise dot law. And a lot of that came from, uh, you know, talking about, you guys had various people on the podcast at different times who would say, you know, well, we want to get away from Barber Power PLLC because then people are coming for Barber. People are coming for power. and We want to run more like a business. And that was our thinking. And, you know, I've had to challenge several people along the way who've said, oh, well, that's not going to work real well for SEO and things like that. And turns out it does. So uh, if anyone wants definitive evidence, um, dot law domains are great for SEO purposes. <laughs> and then I, it's really funny, like our, the biggest trade association in our space is the International Franchise Association huge, huge organization. And its URL is franchise.org. So we joke, you go to franchise.org for them and you go to franchise.law for your legal needs. <laughs> so Jonathan, I think that when we have our usual 
cast of characters on the show, most of our listeners understand PI law or criminal law. Talk to us a little bit about franchise law and maybe what you can do, what your firm does for franchisors, franchisees, and then sort of your, your role in that. Yeah. So franchise law is a mix of like statutory regulatory law at the federal level. And then there are 15 states that have their own franchise laws. And then there's 27 states that have business opportunity laws that are really kind of like mini franchise laws that you have to navigate. So it's, it, but it's, it's all mainly regulated by the federal trade commission. So it's a, a federal practice area, much like immigration or tax. Um, so we are able to practice in that limited area of law across state lines because it doesn't really interact with state law very much. And then attorneys that get paid a lot more than I do to just think about things have written articles about how uh, it falls under those exemptions in various states, uh, you know, for unauthorized practice of law where, um, you know, it's, it's representing a client in a very limited matter and, and, you know, whatnot. So what's real cool about it being a niche practice is that I'm not just limited to North Carolina because there's a fair amount of franchise activity here, but uh, it's much better to be able to open myself up to clients all over the world, um, let alone the United States. Uh, on the franchisor side, we create new franchise systems. So we draft franchise disclosure documents for businesses that want to franchise and sell franchises. Then we register them in those 15 states or get them exempt in those other 27 other states. Um, and then we assist them with the franchise sales process to an extent. They have to update their franchise documents every year. That's an FTC requirement. Other states have other requirements they have to adhere to. And, uh, and then we, we work with them on, on their disputes with franchisees. I do a limited amount of litigation. I don't really like it because, you know, I'd have to either pro hoc or associate with local counsel all over the place. I really like to limit that to just here in North Carolina where it's easy <laughs> to travel. But we do a fair amount of arbitration as well. Uh, and mediation quite often on the fran- So that's most of it on the franchisor side. So we work with startup franchisors and we work with ones that already exist. And then on the franchisee side, we mainly, uh, when not conflicted, we work with people that are buying franchises and they, they get the franchise disclosure document from the franchisor. It's kind of like a, like a securities private placement memorandum, but more interesting and, and longer. <laughs> and uh, we review it for them, give them a legal opinion, answer all their questions for a flat fee and send them on their way. We do a fair amount of both uh, when, we're, when we're not conflicted out. All right. So I'm sure we, you've got people salivating whenever you mention your tech stack. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get into your tech stack. Let's hear about what you got set up. What, pull the curtain back a little bit. So sometimes late at night, I just pull up Zapier and I just plug in different apps and see what they can do with each other. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Listen, Zapier is amazing. I it's not a late at night thing. Okay. It's like a Friday thing. Yeah. No, I'm with you. no right. Like a nice, or like in the like middle of the afternoon, you're like, okay, I'm getting a little worn out. Let's, let's go to Zapier. Let's figure out what I can do here. Yeah. Right. So, um, we're fully on G suite. We, we work with Clio. I've, looked in a pile of wine a little bit. I don't know that it's really appropriate for our practice area, but you know, I'm always open. We, we made a huge switch a few years ago from my case to Clio and it was a very difficult uh, migration. Uh, so we don't really want to migrate again, but we, we use Slack for all of our client communication. Um, Lawmatics is our, our front end on everything. 
uh, in conjunction with Acuity for, for scheduling. And all these things link together uh, through Zapier. Our website is Blue Shark Digital, 100% all the way. They, they have done a lot for us with the website to where submit a contact form and you know, it notifies us, but then it also automatically shoots it into Lawmatics and creates a prospective new client, which triggers a couple automations in Lawmatics now, uh, depending on whether they're a franchisor or franchisee. We, we have everything up in Google Drive, so my paralegals can work from anywhere. We, we use Google Drive file stream uh, that allows us to basically have our entire server in the cloud and we've got it backed up. And then a lot of just little things in the background. We, we kind of live out of a, a software called Red Booth. It's like Trello, but with more task assignment and analytics. It's really, really cool. If, if any of you guys have, have uh, never heard of Red Booth, I would definitely check it out. Uh, but we've been using that. We used Trello for uh, maybe a year or so. And then we made the switch to Red Booth, I'd say maybe a year and a half ago or something like that. And um, it's phenomenal. It keeps everything moving along. It's real great for templated task lists and things like that. And, uh, and then it has its own integrations through Zapier as well. All right. So we are going to take a pause for a word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsor, Smith AI. Smith AI is a superior receptionist service for law firms trusted by many maximum lawyers, including my firm at my immigration practice, the hacking law practice, Smith AI's friendly US-based receptionists respond to potential clients in English or Spanish. They screen and schedule new leads and they even take payment for consults. Best part is they don't just handle these conversations via phone. They also have live agents and chatbots capturing leads on our website through their chat widget. They serve as our friendly gatekeepers while my team and I work uninterrupted. We get new clients and we get our work done. How awesome is that? If you're in a solo or small firm, I know you'll appreciate this. Smith AI now offers 24-7 virtual receptionist service, answering calls, website chats, texts, and Facebook messages. Plans start at just $70 a month for calls and $100 a month for chats. They even offer a totally free chatbot, so there's no excuse. Try Smith AI today and see for yourself why attorneys like me say Smith AI receptionists are the secret to business growth. Hey, Jim Bell. Yeah. This chatbot thing, how's, how's this working for you? Have you, do you know much about it? Yeah, I do. And it's, it works really, really well. They, you can script out whatever you want them to talk about. It's a total pick your own adventure. And the nice thing is, is that once it hits a certain level, because they're 24 seven now, it just kicks it right over to a live person once they've gotten to that part of the path. So yeah, that part works well. Cool. All right. I was just curious. All right. I'll let you finish. Before I was so rudely interrupted, what I was about to say was that Smith AI offers a free trial and Maximum Lawyer listeners get an extra $100 discount with promo code MAXLAW100. That's M-A-X-L-A-W-100. Sign up and learn more at www.smith.ai. Trust me when I say don't let another day go by. Try Smith AI. All right. I'm Ryman. All right. Jonathan, what's the three-year future hold for your firm? Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've had strategy calls with you guys uh, kind of talking about the direction that we want to go in. And um, I, I think to an extent representing franchisors, we take the role of being a firefighter. And uh, I was listening to one of the, what was supposed to be a Max LawCon presentation uh, that was given to the guild that was on the podcast a little while ago. It was the, the subscription model one. 
And um, uh, she was talking about how uh, you, you really have to narrow down the, the scope of representation. Uh, it, it, I, back up, back up. Our franchisor side is all on a subscription model. I got to start there. Um, so our, our franchisors for a fixed fee each month get unlimited access to us, which is a good thing and a very bad thing at the same time. But we, we are essentially firefighters on call and uh, we do a lot of firefighting. And so we, I mean, we go through kind of like seasonal burnout and it's really important for us to take vacations and kind of check out. Like I just did just getting back from a vacation today uh, and getting back into the office. I already feel really recharged and, uh, and re-energized and ready to, to get back into it. But our franchisor work is great because it's recurring monthly revenue that, you know, is it's a great thing for, for meeting your bills and, uh, and everything, but then our, our franchisee work as much higher ROI on it. So that's, that's kind of the two sides of the practice that we balance, um, in three years. I don't know. We, um, we're, we're really going to be beefing up marketing on the franchisee side, not necessarily killing off the franchisor side, but, but testing it out to see, um, to see just which side really, uh, really kind of provides what we're looking for in, in getting out of the firm. But, um, I, mean, I could talk all day about operating and marketing a niche law practice where we just do one thing. But uh, I think that even within that, you can find ways to to really make your firm serve your personal needs. So, I mean, I can't really tell you exactly where we'll be in three years. We're getting out of our lease and going entirely virtual sometime between now and next September. That's when our early out is, but I'm already trying to negotiate out with our landlord. We, we just have a huge office space and it's a huge monthly expense. And uh, when we left the old firm, we assigned the lease to ourselves and thought, yeah, we're going to blow this up and have all these attorneys. It's going to be a powerhouse. And then very quickly you realize you don't need that to actually have a powerhouse. Um, you can have a powerhouse where everybody's working in the pajamas, really. I just, I, I just love that mindset. And I, I just love the fact that like you've been really trimming down over the last, I, I guess, year or so. And like, it's really great. Like all that money can go straight into your pocket or you can reinvest it into the firm. You can uh, do whatever you want. So that's, that's pretty awesome stuff. All right. So we are at times so we do have to uh, wrap things up. Uh, although I would love to just keep chatting because I think your business model is really cool. But um, I do want to remind everyone to go to the freaking Facebook group. There's no, there is no sales funnel. Get involved there. It's uh, there's a lot of just great information being shared on a daily basis. Um, also, if you don't mind, just take while you're finishing the rest of this episode, getting the tips and the hacks. Give us a five star review on Facebook. We would really appreciate it. it helps spread the love. And then also join us in the guild. Uh, we have a lot of great people like Jonathan in the guild, and so join us there. Go to maximumlawyer.com. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? Can we make a funnel? Like, can I work on that? Like, can that? Yes, be do it. Man. Hey, man, if you want to, but if you want to beat the funnel, all right. If you want to beat the funnel, get in now to the Facebook group. Uh, but Jim's gonna create a funnel. So my hack of the week is, if there is something that you're struggling with, whether it's a personality defect or something that you're stressing out about, and you're not talking about it, you might consider reaching out to a friend or a colleague or a fellow maximum lawyer. And just sharing that, like opening up about it. Half the battle is getting honest with what it is that you're struggling with. I've come to see something that I've been struggling with and I got honest with it about, uh, honest about it with my sponsor and with my therapist. And I'm just sort of starting to walk through that and work through that. So don't suffer in silence. If there's something that's dragging you down, make sure to share it with someone else because just 
giving voice to it helps you put a box around it and then it becomes something that you can actually deal with. Great advice, Jimbo. Uh, really good advice. All right, Jonathan, what is your tip or hack of the week? Join the guild, participate in the guild. You guys provide invaluable insight. You guys drop serious knowledge. The other, the other leaders in the, the guild are just phenomenal. Seth will just call me and just really call me out on very big missed opportunities uh, to market my practice. And uh, those are always really fun. But, but I guess my, my real tip would be, you know, we're always talking about new software coming out. I know, you know Jim talks a lot about the shiny object uh, syndrome and um, I suffer from that as well, but we, we have enough awesome software out there. I'm not going to recommend anything new, but I will recommend that everyone just take a little bit of time and click that little gear in whatever you're in. If it's in Gmail or Lawmatics, whatever you're working in that you're already paying for, just go in and dig into the settings and see what you can do. Uh, I mean, there's stuff in there that you wouldn't even think of that can really make your life easier. Like I, one of my biggest things that I hate is sending an email. I'm like, crap, I didn't need to say that. I need to quick change that. So I, in, in the Gmail settings, so when you send an email in Gmail, you get five seconds to cancel it. If you go into the settings, you can bump that up to 30 seconds. So I went in there and just increased 30 seconds. I, I changed a bunch of other settings to kind of tweak things, but um, I would encourage everyone to dig into their settings. Man, you're not lying. Like I, like I undo emails daily. Like I'm like, Oh, I meant to add this. or I meant to do this. or I meant to do that. Or no, I didn't want that to go out. Like it is, it is going from five to 30 seconds is so great. Cause think about it. Like five seconds, you, you're still looking at the screen and then you look away, it's gone, right? Like 30 seconds, you can look away, think about it for a second. Oh crap. I got to go back and click the undo button. I mean, it, yeah. is, it is, it's a game changer. It really is great. That's a good one. All right. So here's my tip of the week. So we're a lot of us have kids that are going back to school right now and like it can be chaotic and be very stressful and just know that other people are going through this and people are being very understanding right now. My wife and I were talking and she was getting really stressed out and, and I was like, Amy, calm down. We're all going to have like, cause our kids are starting school today. Right. And it's all virtual. And so there's, there's the technology wasn't working. I was like, Hey, we're not the only ones going through this, all right? It's, it's okay. It's just, just step back for a second. It's no big deal. And you know what? Even if it doesn't work and you can't get it done by the time school starts or whatever, they're going to understand. They're going to get it. So just know, just step back, breathe for a second. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. We're all in this together. So, all right, Jonathan, it's been a lot of fun. It's been way too long to get you on this thing. So I'm glad you, we got you on here, but thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.